Welcome to the Pretty Unfiltered Podcast. I'm Sarah. I'm a fashion designer turned stay-at-home mom, and I'm fascinated with our society's toxic norms, systems, and ideologies. On this podcast, we're going to have vulnerable conversations about how these systems have reduced us to just a body, profited off our insecurities, and perpetuated cycles of patriarchy and greed. We'll also hear from experts to get a holistic understanding of just how damaging these systems are and why we need to push for change. So from photo filters to gender roles and everything in between, no topic is off limits. Come with me as we pull back the curtain and challenge these everyday issues. It's time to get real with each other and start disrupting the societal constructs that don't serve us. It may not always be pretty, but it will definitely be unfiltered. Welcome to the first official episode of Pretty Unfiltered. I'm so excited you're here. I'm excited we're finally doing this. So let's just dive right in. Today, I want to talk about using beauty filters on social media. And before we get started, I want to ask you, how do you feel about filters? Do you use them or do you prefer not to? No judgment either way. I'm just curious. Because nowadays, we're on social media a lot. And it seems like for many of us, using a filter has become automatic or even expected. And have you also noticed that filters have gone from puppy faces to drastically altering your appearance like you've gotten plastic surgery? I mean, they range from subtle smoothing of the Paris filter to looking like you've injected every available plane on your face. But regardless, most of the options available seem to be beauty filters. And the desire to use a filter makes sense, right? I mean, we live in a world that is more than happy to monetize our insecurities, so it can sell us products to quote-unquote look better. So of course we're going to feel more comfortable behind a filter. But that really preys on our humanity, on our humanness, whatever the word is. We all have this innate desire to fit in and to be loved and valued, so it makes all the sense in the world that we'd post a filtered picture of ourselves. We're going to post a picture that we feel paints us in our best light. Because who doesn't want to get the compliments back, right? It feels great. And then we get the validation we were initially seeking. But my question is what happens afterward? What happens after you post the beautiful picture and you get the high from the compliments and you walk by the mirror in your own house? Are you being more critical of yourself than you were before? Are you feeling the pressure or the need to go out and buy the false lashes because now you feel like yours aren't good enough? They aren't dark enough or they aren't long enough or full enough? Or are you going to more extremes and booking appointments to get Botox and fillers to make your face look in real life the way that it does in a filter? And no judgment if you like to get these things done. I have a lot of friends who like to get those procedures done. But I ask because I think it's important to take a minute to check in and ask if filters are changing the way we feel about ourselves. Does using the filter still feel like fun or like an obligation? Are we at the point where we feel like we have to use them to keep up with everyone else? And is this something that's now negatively impacting our self-esteem? So for me personally, I don't use beauty filters. One, I think it sabotages our self-esteem. And I think that's happening to a lot more people than we might realize. 
And two, I think they uphold a lot of toxic beauty standards that I don't really want to be a part of, not only for myself and for other women, but especially now having young kids, I don't want them to feel like they need to uphold and live up to these unrealistic expectations. So I can't be a part of the problem. And I know this might sound a little judgy or a little preachy, but go with me on this because I think this topic is worth talking about and doing your own research on. And I can see the impact of filters from my own experience, right? For instance, if I'm messing around on my phone and I see myself filtered, it definitely impacts the way I feel about myself later when I walk by the mirror. I mean, am I the only one or do you feel that way too? Like, all of a sudden, I'm more aware of my pores, (laughs) which is so ridiculous. Of course I have pores. I'm human. None of us were meant to look like dolls. But it does. It kind of messes with your mind. On the filters, your skin is so even and so smooth and changes the shape of my eyes and thins out my nose and plumps my lips. It makes me look much more aligned with today's beauty standards. And I say today's beauty standards because those are always changing. The only part that is consistent about the standards is that they're meant to be unattainable. But filters do just enough to where when you see yourself in real life, you're disappointed, right? You're, you're kind of like, ugh, and that sounds funny, but it's true. It creates this competition or maybe even worse, this disconnect between your online self and your real self. And for me, nothing that makes me feel that way is worth doing. I mean, why would I intentionally do something that makes me feel kind of shitty and hurts my self-esteem? There's absolutely no benefit to me in doing that. And all this may sound like personal opinion, but it's not. According to Baylor College of Medicine in the year 2020, almost $16.7 billion were spent on cosmetic procedures in the U.S. That's a lot of money. We're spending a lot of money to change the way we look. And social media and being online and being on Zoom calls has played a big part in that. Now, I'm not bashing social media. There are good aspects to it. And we definitely have to take the good with the bad. But we need to be more savvy media consumers, not only in terms of what we're consuming, but also to understand the ripple effect of what we're putting out there for others to consume. Because before all this, we didn't know what our neighbor was doing all day. We definitely didn't know what she looked like doing it. But now we have this window into our family's lives and our friends' lives and even strangers' lives, and we're seeing them all the time. But we're also only seeing them in the way that they want to be seen, right? I mean, I think we lose sight of the fact that we're looking at these heavily curated feeds and photos are filtered or edited or lit in a certain way because lighting can really change a photo and posing plays a big part of it as well. But we're consuming all these images that don't accurately represent real life and it's starting to mess with our heads. In fact, there's a new phrase to try and describe all this and it's called Snapchat dysmorphia. And I'm actually going to quote this from Psychology Today because it's too important not to share And they say that Snapchat dysmorphia, quote, refers to the psychological phenomena of patients bringing filtered selfies to their surgeons to illustrate the desired surgical changes they want to achieve, end quote. I mean, come on. I don't think we can deny what a heavy impact filters are having on us. And most of us are on social media a lot. I'm going to call myself out right now, but raise your hand if you plan to be on there for five minutes. And before you know it, you've spent 30 minutes mindlessly scrolling. So whether you have a lot of control and are only on there for five minutes, or you're like me and get lost on the rabbit hole, 
we need to be conscious of what we're consuming so that we can discern fantasy from reality. So this clearly affects adults. And I also want to talk about what impact this is having on kids. So fortunately for me, my kids are too young to be on social media. But I know that day is right around the corner. My kids are 8 and 5, and my 8-year-old is already asking for a phone. And maybe you do the same thing, but if I'm scrolling through Instagram and my kids come up behind me, and of course they want to see what I'm doing, I'll put my phone down. Do you do that? Because I don't want their young, impressionable, developing, maturing brains to see those images. They aren't ready for it. And of course, they're already seeing this messaging around beauty standards, and specifically a woman's image being the most important part of her. Ugh, but I want to lessen that as much as possible. And they definitely don't know anything about filters and editing and lighting and posing. So they're just going to be internalizing these images as real. Again, this stuff is so toxic. I was looking at an article from Forbes, and according to the research done in the Dove Self-Esteem Project, 60% of girls are upset when their actual appearance doesn't match the version they put online. And this really freaked me out. In that same article, psychologist and professor Philippa Dietrich talks about how adolescents are high risk when it comes to being affected by altered images, because that's a prime time developmentally to experience issues with eating disorders and body image and depression. I mean, that's so scary. And we know that, right? That is a very vulnerable time. But to kind of put this into perspective of how big of an issue this can be, I mean, that was just, that was really scary to see it in writing, right? And thank God this stuff wasn't around when I was younger. I think all the social media stuff came out for me, at least, like late high school, early college, or something like that. But even then, the early stuff wasn't filter-heavy the way that it is now. And I can't imagine how hard it is for kids now to navigate all the social media pressures on top of trying to find your independence, right? At that age, your hormones are raging. You're trying to fit in. You're trying to deal with bullying. You're learning who you are. I mean, I just can't imagine adding on the layer of social media to an already difficult stage. And if you're a parent of a teen right now, oh, my heart goes out to you. I had mentioned this earlier, but another reason I don't use beauty filters is because they uphold a lot of toxic beauty ideals. And I don't want to be a part of that. We're fighting against all these ideals anyway, but it makes it harder when it seems like everyone else around you is buying in, so to speak. And this is the power of influence, right? If you're looking at me and I'm filtering my pictures and she's looking at you and your filtered pictures, we're all playing a part endorsing these ideals, even if that wasn't something we were intentionally trying to do. And I'd love to veer off for a second and dive a little deeper into what some of these ideals are. So we see ageism. None of those filters are going to show your wrinkles or fine lines or sunspots. Because in today's society, at least for women, we aren't allowed to age. Women over a certain age disappear from mainstream media because we as a culture view aging as disgusting instead of a privilege. We also see these filters slim out faces and fill out or plump the lips, which speaks to our society's obsession with thinness as the one and only acceptable size. And of course, when I say thin, I mean only thin in the right places, right? And a more severe issue is the messaging around whiteness and around white beauty as the standard. Many of these filters favor a Eurocentric appearance, 
They thin out and reduce the size of the nose. They lighten the eye color. And for people of color, they more drastically lighten the skin tone. So no wonder filters aren't good for our self-esteem. They either make you feel like what you had wasn't good enough, or they erase parts of you altogether because they don't even recognize the features that you do have. And so filters hinder accurate representation because their goal is to make everyone look basically the same. And we already see this issue in mainstream media, right? We don't see nearly enough representation of people of color or of the LGBTQIA community or of the trans community. And when it comes to the people we do see represented, at least when it comes to women, because the rules are always different when it comes to men, they are white, thin, and pretty in a way that aligns with the current beauty standards. And these standards are purposely unattainable and very exclusive, right? So you may have one feature that's deemed okay, but you usually wouldn't see that feature naturally occurring with the other features unless you had plastic surgery or were using filters. So they're very selective about what features are okay and what aren't. And beauty standards and just our obsession with women's looks in the first place is hugely problematic. But with filters, we have autonomy, right? We get to choose if we use them or not. We get to choose if we portray ourselves accurately, celebrating all the things that make us unique. Or if we want to look like everyone else and hide behind filters that uphold these toxic messages. So as we start to wrap it up over here, if this is something that's resonating with you and something you feel like you want to take a step back from, then start a filter detox. (laughs) And I realize that sounds like a bad diet fad or like a horrible tea, but really. And I know that might sound a little scary and super vulnerable, and it is. When you try to show up natural in a world that's not, you'll feel like you're going out there naked at first. But maybe start small. Maybe post something in stories since it's up there temporarily. And then maybe graduate to one picture and then two or three. But take time afterward to notice if you start to see a positive impact on your self-esteem. And maybe go back and edit your feed as well. I don't know who needs to hear this right now, but if you're going on this journey and looking at a bunch of heavily filtered, heavily edited accounts and that's making that harder, just mute people. I mean, I don't care if it's friends or family. Just mute them. You don't have to unfollow them if you don't want to, but at least mute them until you can get to a place that you're ready to do this regardless of what everyone else is doing. So let me know how it goes. Check in and send me a message or feel free to send this to a friend if you think that that's something that they would benefit from because I want to go on this journey with you. I'm already on this journey. And if we want to change these systems, we have to do it together. So that's the end of this episode. I hope today was helpful, or at the very least insightful, and I'll see you next week. Thanks so much for listening, and I hope you enjoyed today's episode. If this resonated with you, join me in the movement as we shift our mindsets together. You can find more Pretty Unfiltered on social at the Pretty Unfiltered Podcast. I can't wait for our next chat, and I'll see you next time.